Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Welcome to AutoLine Daily. Later in the show, we'll get to your viewer questions and comments. But now, let's get to the news, because in an announcement that's going through the auto industry like a lightning bolt, Nissan says it's going to have a fully autonomous car ready for sale in 2020. Here's Andy Palmer, Executive Vice President at Nissan. Uh, we've announced that we'll uh, introduce autonomous drive vehicle by uh, 2020. And that we said that within two, two, two vehicle life cycles, we'll make that technology available across the entire portfolio. So I think what we've done is we've built out and we've fleshed out the, the two key pillars of, of Nissan Motor Company, zero emissions, zero fatality. Obviously, auto, autonomy, autonomous driving is really about uh, a kind of goal of zero fatalities. Nissan worked with MIT, Stanford, Oxford, Carnegie Mellon, and the University of Tokyo to develop the technology. It says it's also building a proving ground in Japan for autonomous vehicles. Here's my AutoLine insight. This is a historical development. Other automakers and suppliers have said this technology would not be ready until 2025 or even 2030. Of course, Google has said it's going to be ready in 2017, so maybe the others will now take it more seriously. In fact, this is going to force other automakers to dramatically change their plans. And in other Nissan news, the company says that it's on track to be the world's leading manufacturer of light commercial vehicles by 2016. As part of its Power 88 plan, Nissan is targeting 8% market share for light commercial vehicles, and to help them achieve that goal, the company announced it will sell an all-electric version of the NV200 in 2014. The company sold over 1.1 million LCVs last year, which accounted for more than 20% of all of Nissan's sales. Ford showed off a concept version of its S-Max crossover that it sells in Europe, except this is just a very thinly disguised concept. Just imagine that it has door handles and a D-pillar at the trailing edge of the rear doors, and you're going to see exactly what the production version will look like. Essentially, Ford is just grafting its new nose on the S-Max. Ford claims that the S-Max is in a segment all by itself and does not have any direct competition. Volkswagen revealed the electric versions of the Golf and Up before they make their official debut at the Frankfurt Motor Show. The E-Up is powered by a 60-kilowatt electric motor, while the E-Golf uses an 85-kilowatt one. The electric Up has a range of 160 kilometers, about 100 miles, and the E-Golf can travel 190 kilometers, or about 118 miles, before it needs to be charged. Volkswagen developed the electric systems for both cars in-house and will manufacture the components in Germany. Speaking of Germany, German supplier ZF has teamed up with Levant Power Company, a Massachusetts-based corporation, to produce an adaptive and regenerative suspension for passenger cars. A unit fitted to the side of a damper has its own control unit, electric motor, and an electrohydraulic gear pump. The electric motor drives the gear pump, which regulates the oil flow in the damper. 
The system automatically adapts to each driving situation, virtually eliminating body roll, and can even raise each wheel individually. It also uses the motion of the damper to recover energy by guiding the oil to drive an electric pump motor, which is fed into the vehicle's power supply. Since ZF just announced this technology, no word yet of any automaker signing up to use it. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Dow Automotive Systems, driving solutions in automotive, commercial transportation, and aftermarket with innovative products like Betamate structural adhesives. Lighter, stronger, safer. DowBetamate.com. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Rich Candy says, I'm in the market for an EV as a second car, but all the ones that interest me are in California only. What am I missing here? Rich, California has a mandate that forces automakers to sell electric cars no matter what. So automakers are obeying the law, even though they are struggling mightily to meet that mandate. They're all losing money on these cars, and so the thinking goes, let's only sell them in California so we minimize our losses. Remember, Sergio Marchion says they're losing $10,000 on every electric version of the Fiat 500 that they sell in California. GM veteran wonders why we're pronouncing the name of a certain German transmission supplier the way we do. Really, he says? ZF? So how do you pronounce the name of the black and white striped horse? Zedebra? <laughs> it's a force of habit, GM veteran. Just about everyone in the industry pronounces it ZF, not ZF. Ron Paris says, no government incentives on diesels? Here's a novel concept. Why not remove incentives on all forms of electrified vehicles as well and let everyone fight it out on a level playing field in the marketplace? Meanwhile, DCAR says, why does VW want incentives for diesels when they're selling so well? Isn't VW the most profitable automotive company? I say Ron's got it mostly right. Let's get rid of all incentives, not just the one on electric vehicles, and let's not give HOV lane stickers to anyone either then the diesel people will not feel left out. Let the marketplace decide, not government bureaucrats or regulators. HTG heard our report on the NAFTA region setting an all-time production record last month and says, come on now, John, wasn't it you that predicted in the midst of the 2008-2009 maelstrom that we'd be seeing record production in a few years? Stand up and wave to the crowd. HTG. Thanks for remembering. I did make that prediction back when everyone was saying the industry would never recover, but that's because with age comes wisdom. I've been around long enough to remember the collapse after the first oil crisis and the collapse after the second oil crisis when everyone said the industry would never recover. In each case, within four years, the industry set a new record. And guess what? We are now only four years after the big collapse of 2009 and setting a new production record. Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We truly appreciate going through them. Also, please remember to join me and the auto extremist Peter DeLorenzo tomorrow night for AutoLine After Hours, when our guest will be Jeff Luke, the chief engineer on the new Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra. So start getting your questions ready as well. Anyway, that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.